Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I'm your host, Steve Z. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to this edition of the Truth Hurts Program. My name is Steve Z, and I host this excursion into the divulging of truth, the disseminating of information, and exposing the hypocrisy and the double standard of the left wing of our national political system, better known as the socialist-supporting, progressive, woke, communistic Democrats in our nation. The gropey Joe Biden administration is smiling, even though they really have nothing at all to smile about. The Food and Drug Administration, after much coercion and persuasion by the Biden administration, has finally approved the Pfizer-BioNTech version of the Wuhan-China novel coronavirus so-called vaccine. It received approval, and now the company can market it under the new trade name Comirnaty, C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y, Comirnaty, Comirnaty, Comirnaty. I'm not sure how they're going to pronounce it, but I think it will be less than a year before you hear attorney commercials coming on saying, did you receive the BioNTech Pfizer Comirnaty vaccine and developed X, Y, and Z symptoms? You may have grounds for a lawsuit. It's coming. You know it is. The FDA on Monday of this week granted full approval to the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine for people 16 and older, paving the way for the Biden administration to begin mandating vaccines in arms. I'm sure the Supreme Court will have to weigh in on this. I've said this before, I'll say it again. It is supposedly a free country, still. You should be free to come and go as you please. The government should not mandate that you get stuck in your arm in order to walk around on the streets any more than it should be able to mandate that you have to wear a mask or a gold six-point star on your chest or a tattoo on your forehead. But it's all headed that way. This decision, of course, to approve the Pfizer vaccine will set off a cascade of vaccine requirements by hospitals and colleges, corporations, other organizations for their employees, and will pave the way, as I said, for small businesses to be mandated by primarily Democrat-run cities and states to require people to show a vaccine proof in order to come inside and have a beer or a meal or to buy anything at a store. The old no shoes, no shirt, no service signs will be revised They will say no shoes, no shirt, no vaccine proof, and no mask, no service. And the nation will willingly, sheepfully follow. Here's a question that many people don't have the balls to ask, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it here on the Truth Hurts program. How come it's okay and not racist to require every U.S. citizen to walk around with a vaccine ID card proving they've been shot in the arm with a vaccination. But it's not okay to ask them for a voter ID card when they go to the polls. Double standard? Oh, hell yes. You do not see it? 
How can you not? How can you not see that? I'm requiring you to carry a vaccination ID card to prove that you've been vaccinated, and that's perfectly okay. But you think it's not perfectly okay for me to say, "Hi, you're here to vote. Let me see your voter ID card." You see no, you, you see no comparison whatsoever. My my questioning of that is racist. Okay, have a nice day, buddy. Have a nice day. United Airlines recently announced that all of its employees will be required to show proof of vaccine within five weeks of the date of the regulatory approval. Now, here's the screwy part, my friends. Only the Pfizer-BioNTech version of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus so-called vaccine has been approved by the FDA. What if a United Airlines employee received the Johnson & Johnson or the Moderna? Those haven't received approval yet. Oh, this is going to create a lot of legal hassles. You think companies are having trouble getting employees now? Wait till companies start hassling their employees for the papers, please. Your papers. I would like to see your papers in order for you to enter the facility. You don't have to have papers, according to United Airlines policy, if they haven't approved that vaccine. So anyone who got Johnson & Johnson or Moderna should not have to be required to show proof, right? Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. The state of Oregon, Democrat-run, socialist, progressive state, has adopted a similar requirement for all state employees, as have a host of universities all the way from Minnesota down to Louisiana. That's right. Democrat-governed Louisiana under John Tinker Bell Edwards, has LSU and the Louisiana State University system requiring proof of vaccination for all of its employees and within the next five weeks, all students. Can you see it coming, folks? There'll be security gates at every entrance. If the FedEx truck or the UPS truck or the Uber Eats decides to come and make a delivery onto the campus. Your papers, please. Let us see your... I'm sorry, you cannot deliver the hot pizza because you have not provided us with proof of vaccination. Leave the pizza with me. I will make sure it gets somewhere. I'm telling you, this stuff is rife with opportunity for corruption. Hell, if I had a nice printer, a nice scanner... I'd be selling fake vaccine IDs just like those kids sold fake driver's licenses and fake IDs to teenagers in high schools so that folks could get in and get them a beer. In New York, the Food and Drug Administration's approval has now triggered into force a requirement announced back in May that all students attending in-person classes at State University of New York City and City University of New York as well as New York schools, to be vaccinated. The approval comes as the nation's fight against the pandemic has once again intensified with the highly infectious, highly suspicious, well-timed release of the Delta variant, likely one of the 73 patented versions of SARS-CoV from that Wuhan virology lab that your tax dollars funded gain-of-function research 
with the assistance of people like Dr. Fufufuchi and funded during the Obama-Biden administration. Photographs are online. You can look them up, folks. The Delta variant has dramatically slowed the process that the country had made over the first half of this year. But gropey Joe Biden promised us all that he would have this all under control by spring. I guess he didn't specify spring of what year or spring of what decade or what having it under control actually means. After all, just about every word out of gropey Joe Biden's mouth is a lie and has been proven to be a lie. But the media doesn't call him out on it. They don't even bother to report the lie and say it. he has to walk it back or he has to make a correction. They just let the lie roll right on through. They don't even mention it. In a 90-minute rambling, teleprompter-laden speech on Monday afternoon, President Gropey Joe Biden said he hopes the development will motivate many of the roughly 85 million unvaccinated Americans who are eligible for shots to go ahead and get them. He looked at the camera, read from the teleprompter, and told corporate, state, and local leaders, do what I did last month, require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements such as frequent testing. Become a dictator. Be like Gropey Joe. Tell your employees, comply or you're out of here. He cast Pfizer's approval as a sign of the overall progress he claims his administration is making against the pandemic, which is freaking hilarious. He's claiming they're making strides and progress against the pandemic, yet, right now, the death rate is averaging over 1,000 per day, the highest it has ever been, even when the evil orange man was president. And that number is still climbing. And guess what? He doesn't have Cuomo forcing elderly patients with COVID into nursing homes. So this is fully on Joe Biden, my friends. He tried to reassure anxious parents about the growing numbers of children who are now getting infected with the manufactured Delta variant saying there were severe COVID cases amongst children, but they're very, very rare. Well, they're a hell of a lot less rare than they were when Donald Trump was president, Mr. President Biden. He promised that he will soon address how we get our kids back to school safely. Wait a minute. I'm so confused, my friends, my listeners. Hang on a second. Let me collect my thoughts here. Last year, when Donald Trump was president and we shut down the schools for the safety of our children, the Democrats cheered it on, but they claimed that it was their idea. Now that gropey Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris are in the White House, and we have a massive increase in the number of COVID deaths and COVID cases in the nation, gropey Joe Biden has not required or even requested that we keep the children home and shut down the economy. Oh, we know why. As I say time and time again here on the Truth Hurts program, follow the money. Follow the tax money. Janet Woodcock is the acting FDA commissioner. And this Woodcock said in a statement, while millions of people have already safely received COVID-19 vaccines, we recognize that for some, 
the FDA approval of a vaccine may now instill additional confidence to get vaccinated. Today's milestone puts us one step closer to altering the course of the pandemic in the U.S. Pfizer claims that it presented the FDA with data from 44,000 clinical trial participants in the U.S., in the European Union, in Turkey, in South Africa, and in South America. The FDA says the data showed that the vaccine was 91% effective in preventing COVID disease, slight drop from the 95% that they claimed early on. Pfizer said the decrease reflected the fact that researchers had more time to catch more people who had become infected. A recent poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation, which has been tracking public attitudes about the pandemic, found that three out of every 10 unvaccinated people said they would be more likely to get the vaccination when it had been fully approved. But other experts warn the percentage could be exaggerated. I think that as vanishingly small number of people in real life will actually go out and get it. The regulatory action giving approval to the Pfizer vaccine gives doctors a little bit of leeway to now go ahead and provide yet a third shot, which of course puts many, many more dollars in the Pfizer-BioNTech coffers. Federal officials are strongly discouraging people from seeking the third shot until regulators decide that getting a third shot is safe and effective. The vaccine will continue to be authorized for emergency use in children 12 to 15 years old as Pfizer continues to collect data required for full approval in children. A decision on whether to authorize the vaccine for children under age 12 will be at least several months away. Dr. Woodcock says no such children should be given any COVID vaccine at this time because regulators have not collected enough data yet from clinical trials on the safety or the proper dosage for children under 12. As of August 21st, more than 92 million Americans, or 54% of those fully inoculated, have gotten Pfizer shots. Most of the rest received the Moderna vaccine, and there are a few of us who got the Johnson & Johnson. But because the Johnson & Johnson doesn't mess with your RNA... The government hasn't been pushing that shot, even though it is as effective, if not more effective, with one dose than the other two are with two doses and now possibly three doses. Dr. Peter Marks is the FDA's top vaccine regulator. He claims the Pfizer vaccine's licensure followed a rigorous review of hundreds of thousands of pages of data and included inspections of the factories where the vaccine is produced. The agency, which has been under pressure to work even faster on vaccine decisions, finished its review 97 days after Pfizer filed the required data. In other words, two-fifths of the normal time for such an evaluation. Sounds like they rushed it through to me. How does it sound to you, my friends? The Dr. Marks said, The public and the medical community can be confident that although we approved this vaccine expeditiously, it was fully in keeping with our existing high standards for vaccines in the U.S. Marx says that the federal health agencies will continue to monitor the vaccine's safety and that the FDA will require Pfizer 
to continue to study the risks of myocarditis, an inflammation of the heart muscle, and pericarditis, an inflammation of the membrane surrounding the heart, including the long-term outcomes for recipients. The FDA in June attached warnings to the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, noting possible increased risks of those conditions after a second dose. Although Pfizer is now free to market the drug under the name Comirnaty, the company said only the federal government will continue to distribute doses in the United States. Oh, I can only imagine the inflated cost after everything has to run through the government. Pfizer is making bank on this, my friends. Big bank. Health experts and state officials welcome the development. With the Delta variant driving up caseloads around the country, full approval could not come at a more important time, said Richard Besser, president of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, former acting director for the CDC. He calls on schools and businesses to require vaccination before allowing people to congregate indoors. Less than two months after it appeared to have curbed the spread of the virus, the United States is now averaging around 150,000 new cases a day and more than 90,000 hospitalized COVID-19 patients in rotation. Vaccine rates have also risen in the last few weeks, likely in part because of rising fears about the virus and the new manufactured variant known as Delta. Providers were administering about 837,000 shots a day, but gropey Joe Biden says the most recent seven-day total was the highest since early July. He says more people in Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Mississippi, all states that are being ravaged by the Delta variant, got their first shots in the past month than in the previous two months combined. It's funny. Hey, guys, we got low vaccine rates down there in Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Y'all go ahead and unleash some Delta down there. That'll get these people in line. I want shots in everybody's arms. And don't ever mention that Johnson Johnson anymore. I only want you to push Pfizer. After all, that's who I've got my money invested in. <laughs> that's probably how this thing's gone down. Some experts have estimated that full approval might convince just 5% of those who are unvaccinated to go ahead and get shot. And even if that's so, it's a huge slice of people, said Dr. Thomas Dobbs, the chief health officer for the state of Mississippi. He said licensure of the vaccine will help shake loose this false assertion that the vaccines are an experimental thing. Dr. Marks, the vaccine regulator, cited a series of other myths about vaccines as a major impediment to fighting the pandemic, including claims that the shots would cause infertility, foster rather than prevent COVID disease, or the rumor that the vaccines themselves have led to thousands of deaths. He said, let me be clear, these claims are simply not true. The FDA is in the midst of a decision-making marathon related to coronavirus vaccines. The next major one looming for regulators is whether or not to authorize booster shots. Biden administration last week says it plans to offer third shots to adults who get the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines eight months after their second injection beginning September 20th. Wait a minute. Still don't hear anything about Johnson & Johnson. It must be a really damned good virus shot because they're not even talking about it. Hmm. Federal health officials say both Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines, which rely on similar RNA technology, wane in potency over time. The trend, they said, is converging with the rise of the particularly dangerous 
manufactured Delta variant, as I call it, making those who completed their vaccinations at the start of the year increasingly vulnerable to infection. Get a shot. You'll be fine. You won't get the COVID virus. Oh, wait, you got shot? Oh, my God, you got the shot. You're going to need a booster. If you don't get the booster, you're going to get the COVID infection. Well, what if I didn't get a vaccine to begin with? Well, you're probably going to still get the COVID infection. Well, then why did I bother taking the shots if I'm still increasingly vulnerable? Health experts have challenged the decision to recommend booster shots as being premature. They say that the data shows the vaccines are holding up well against severe disease and hospitalization, even including the manufactured Delta variant. Boosters should only be warranted, they say, if vaccines were failing to prevent hospitalizations. Must be. Hospitalizations are up. And in the northeast part of the United States, according to things that I've read online, you are 300 times more likely to get the COVID, the Delta variant, if you have been vaccinated than if you have not been. Crickets chirping. By the way, regulators are still reviewing Moderna's application for full approval of its vaccine, and that decision will take likely several more weeks. And Johnson & Johnson is expected to apply soon for full approval. We shall see. And speaking of the double J vaccine, a second dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine gives a strong boost, according to J&J &J officials. The New York Slimes reported this morning that a booster shot of the Johnson & Johnson Janssen vaccine dramatically raises the levels of antibodies against the coronavirus in a report from the company posted this morning. I got the first dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and my blood test results still say I have zero COVID antibodies. So maybe it works for some, not for others, or maybe they stuck me with saline, who knows? J&J &J will submit the data to the FDA, which is evaluating similar studies from Pfizer and Moderna. If authorized by the agency, the Gropy Joe Biden administration wants to provide booster shots eight months after vaccinations. As I mentioned earlier on the program, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was notably absent from the government's initial booster plan, which was announced last week. But with this new data, the company hopes to be part of the initial distribution of additional shots, which could happen as early as September. Paid for, of course, by the federal government. I'm sure, as I said before, at a highly marked up rate. Dr. Matai Memin is the global head of Janssen Research and Development at Johnson & Johnson. He issued a statement saying, We look forward to discussing with public health officials a potential strategy to our Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine, boosting eight months or longer after the primary single-dose vaccination. In February, the FDA gave emergency authorization to Johnson & Johnson for its one-shot vaccine. The clinical trial carried out last fall and winter showed that the single shot had a 72% efficacy in preventing symptomatic COVID-19 amongst U.S. participants. In the trial, none of the vaccine volunteers were hospitalized or died. That sounds like a pretty good number to me. Johnson & Johnson carried out its clinical trials before the Delta variant became widespread, leaving open the question of how well it might work against the highly contagious form of the virus known as the manufactured Delta variant. 
In a study released earlier this month, South African researchers found that the single shot of J&J was 95% effective against death from the Delta variant, reduced the risk of hospitalization by 71%. Sounds like a damn good vaccine to me. And it doesn't mess with your RNA. In the new study, Johnson & Johnson tracked 17 volunteers from last year's clinical trial. Six months after vaccination, their antibody levels had only changed a tiny bit. That's different than the pattern seen with Moderna and Pfizer. Those vaccines produce high levels of antibodies initially, but then they drop over several months. Volunteers in the Johnson & Johnson trial were given a booster shot in six months. Their antibodies against the coronavirus jumped nine times higher than the first dose. Now, I'm showing zero. So if mine jumped nine times, well, nine times zero would still be zero. <laughs> All right, I could ramble on and on about vaccines, but the bottom line is, folks, if you are inclined to get it, go ahead and get it. If you're not inclined to get it, do not let people bully you. Do not let them shame you. It is your body, your choice. And for liberals, using that phrase will likely make their heads explode. For that is the very expression they use when they say it's okay to abort a baby up to the day it is due to be born. My body, my choice. To hell with the baby's body. Well, if it's my body and my choice, and my choice is to not get vaccinated, tough titty. You have nothing to say about it. You should be quiet. Just like they tell people who protest against abortions. But the double standard, the hypocrisy of the left, will make it so that they are still right to say my body, my choice about abortions, but you are dead wrong and you're killing their family members if you dare to not get vaccinated. I did a bit on yesterday's show, a spoof of the old Abbott and Costello who's on first bit with relation to the vaccines and the mask mandates and just how wacky, hypocritical, double standardish the whole thing is. I invite you to look back at yesterday's afternoon program and you will like it, I'm sure. This parody of the Abbott and Costello bit. Uh, go to the Truth Hurts program. You can Google it or you can go to your favorite podcasting platform and look for the program that we did yesterday. It was entitled uh, Biden Afghan Blundering, Dean Contributes, and COVID Who's On First. Take a listen to that. It's towards the end of the 30-minute segment. But listen, it is almost 100% accurate in the hypocrisy. This is the Truth Hurts program. How many times has this happened to you? You make vacation plans, schedule airline tickets, book hotel rooms, make reservations at a great restaurant, buy passes to a concert or museum, schedule a bus tour of the city, and then... Lockdown! 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 Once you arrive, you're told that you can't go anywhere without your magic mask or proof of vaccination. For only $59.99, you can avoid the hassle and order your I Survived COVID vaccination passport, tattoo, and gold star combo kit. Each kit comes with a large, shiny, gold six-point star for your collar or lapel, just like the ones they wore in Nazi Germany. A laminated vaccine passport card and a do-it-yourself forehead barcode tattoo with your government COVID registration number are included. But wait, there's more. Each I Survived COVID kit 
comes with a t-shirt that says, I fell for the hype on the front and a picture of a donkey on the back to show everyone that not only are you a jackass, but you support this Democrat agenda. And because we care about your privacy, we'll even include a barcode cover visor to help hide the barcode until some restaurant worker demands to see it. The I Survive COVID kit is not available in stores. You must go online or call our special 800 number to order yours. Democrat-controlled cities are requiring proof that you've been vaccinated or have had a negative COVID test before they allow you to enter, eat, drink, or be merry. So order your I Survive COVID kit today. Go to isurvivecovidkit.com now or call our toll-free number 1-800-SURVIVE. That's 1-800-SURVIVE. 1-800-SURVIVE. Or go online to isurvivecovidkit.com. Operators are standing by. I just wish that people would have not started screwing with naturally occurring viruses to try and weaponize them and turn them against peoples of the world. That's exactly what gain-of-function research is. It's what we funded, whether or not Anthony Fufufufucci denies it or not. The American tax dollars went to that Wuhan virology lab where gain-of-function research was conducted, And this is what the result of it is. We have a globe now suffering from a weaponized biological warfare agent. And we have corporations making massive profits off of the pre-patented vaccinations. And yet, we still have rising cases all around the globe. And we're running out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody, and we will see you on the next episode. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program, copyright 2021, The Truth Hurts Network. Thank you.